Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Thank you so much to Pillsbury for sponsoring today's episode. I had a really delightful afternoon yesterday. You you? and Cam invited me over to make muffins or we made muffins when I was over. We made muffins when I was over (laughs) and Cam um, was so grateful and enthusiastic about assigning me a task, which was chopping up apricots. And he was like, now, Mm -hmm. like, like, I got so much credit for this. Never, I never get this in my own kitchen. I believe he specifically said that you were in charge of them as a category. (laughs) You were categorically in charge of the apricots. I was in charge. And he was like, wow, you're doing a great job. Like just copious praise. Yeah. I have chosen a next project for us. Great. Yeah. Because I would like more praise, please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're saying you enjoyed being his sous chef. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And you'd like to do it more. This is the kitchen climate, the kitchen Mm -hmm. culture we're all looking for. I would like to make pillsbury mummy dogs with him oh uh, pre-halloween claire what you do you basically cut up the crescent roll into strips you wrap it around hot dogs bake it in the oven and you put little mustard eyeballs on it oh my gosh he's gonna love it he's gonna love it what's not to like oh this is huge for him he loves a hot dog hot dog is something he will eat same same and i also think that like a, a a cooked or grilled hot dog like a baked or grilled hot dog oh uh, yeah underappreciated superior wrapped Wrapped in a Pillsbury Crescent Roll? Absolutely. You know why? Because Pillsbury Crescent Rolls have recipes that are easy as fill, roll, bake. You can roll up your favorite ingredients like a hot dog (laughs) into a Crescent Roll. They have so many quick and easy spin on weeknight recipes at Pillsbury.com. They've got these mummy dogs that are just, I said they were beautiful. You did say they were beautiful. You did. Um, No denying it. There's definitely a lot of other puns you could make about mummy dogs. They have pepperoni pizza crescent rolls, chicken bacon ranch crescent rolls, ham and cheese crescent rolls. You just fill, roll, and bake. You can find Pillsbury in the dairy aisle. You can do dinner prep in 30 minutes or less, and you can please your picky eater. So go to Pillsbury.com. Look for those fill, roll, bake recipes. Look for the crescent rolls in the dairy aisle. Find more weeknight dinner recipes at Pillsbury.com. Oh, hi. If you like this show, will you leave a review for it wherever you listen to podcasts? You don't even have to write anything. Just some stars will do. It's one of the most effective ways to spread the word about us and one of the most meaningful ways to show your support for what we do. We are so grateful. Okay, here's the show. 
Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything really, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. Also, do not forget, if you have a side hustle or even a central hustle that you need to plug, we offer classifieds in our newsletter oh, yeah. for 300 bucks a pop. Yeah. The holidays are coming. Get them now because what happens is they fill up, they get sold out, and then we get emails from people being like, but, but, but. So if you're plugging something now, later for the holidays. You can buy them in advance is the thing. A thing or two HQ.com. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to ask, I wanted to bring something up for you. I watched a TikTok that made me think of you. I watched a TikTok. How many times do I say that on this? I watched a TikTok. You know, I screened. Least, I had a private screening of a <laughs> at TikTok. At least I don't do that thing where I'm like, I read or I heard. I'm just honest. I saw it in a TikTok. <laughs> Somebody brought up as a generational difference or just like a neg basically against millennials that they have to write emails on a computer. And I was like, like important emails, important emails. I absolutely cannot write them on a phone. You are a unique outlier in this instance because you will write any email on your little tiny phone with your thumbs. It's true. And I will credit this to the fact that I had a Blackberry in college. (laughs) I, I think that, okay. I actually do think you're right about that. But for me, there's something visual. There's two things. One, the visual, like needing the visual space to be open to all my thoughts. And the visual space is too small here. Okay. I will take this down the road further than I just had a BlackBerry in college. I got a BlackBerry right before I studied abroad. My my dad was like obsessed with technology and he wanted to have somebody to like to like have a BlackBerry. I'm aware of when you got it because you and I wrote back and forth the longest emails about our love lives while you were in Barcelona. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I also had an epistolary relationship with someone who I had a huge crush on. Yeah. So that like that were all written in on a BlackBerry in bed. So, okay. There's no emotion too big for a small screen. <laughs> the other issue is I do a ton of editing for an important email. And that I you find very think hard that to do. I wasn't doing a ton of editing I know, in those that's emails. What's, I'm like, how? And because back then you didn't even have a touch screen. You had the little rollerball, like which, I missed that rollerball. Honestly. I know I was it gonna was say like, that actually feels yeah, easier. Yeah, don't diss that thing. It that is thing was so, so good. hard to yeah. get your cursor in the right place on an email with your thumb on an iPhone. I yeah, think I, I don't disagree. I, and they don't the iPhone doesn't love to like let you just put highlight it somewhere. And, like, to no. Highlight. Well, Blackberries were better from sending like messages yeah, than phones. Maybe I just maybe some people don't care as much about making the email sound good. I guess. But I, I think there's like, some of that. I don't believe that. No, some of the emails we get, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I guess. I don't know. I just I I really don't like writing emails on a phone. I really don't. I don't think you're doing it wrong for wanting to sit at a computer and like get your thoughts in order. Thank you. At this point, I spend so much time in front of my computer screen that much less is being sent from my phone than used to. This is also, by the by, why I know many people in my life, you and Chris both, have taken Apple's bait on the offer of giving you smaller phones. Like you guys both like the smaller phones. Yeah, yeah. I much prefer a smaller phone. I like the bigger ones because of for this reason. Like I feel like, oh, I can actually kind of type on them. I don't need to see pictures bigger, but I do think being able to actually type. Well, you know, I like the font as small as possible. I mean, it's just a different approach to life, certainly. (laughs) It's a different (laughs) approach to life. Um, we need to follow up on a topic mm-hmm. that had come up on a like when did how did this come up exactly? We talked about periods on our yeah Jubilance we talked about episode. periods and yeah. PMS exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and this came to us via an, an Instagram submission from Semicircle that 
there was a Mother Jones article about tampons with the headline, wait, tampons aren't being tested with human blood. Can we just say that Mother Jones comes up on this podcast all <laughs> the really time do. because gas stoves, yep. like They're doing gas influencers, like they just, they really yeah. are surfacing so much stuff. So basically the short of it is that, you know, like the, the like regular super, super plus, mm-hmm. hey, you know that. <laughs> Familiar. That's not like something that's regulated across yeah. brands. Of course not. Why it's would it be? It's the same way yeah. that like a size eight in one brand right. is just like, it's it could be analogy. anything yeah. in another yeah. brand. Yeah. So there's like no standard. <laughs> what do you think vanity sizing in tampons would be? Would it be like, <laughs> like, I guess Which it's like. direction does it th- go? Right. I think it's that people with a heavy flow want to believe that it's actually a lighter flow. But actually, okay. I don't know though, because people who do have a heavy flow are like, I go through six tampons a day. Like what's the next size up? Can I have it? So basically these yeah. researchers wanted to like, we're not trying. So these researchers are trying to figure out how to diagnose heavy menstrual bleeding, HMB, because it was all done via self-reporting and all done via people being like, I go through six super tampons a day. Okay. And they're like, well, that's not a standard. We have no standard measure. Right. And doctors need to be able to like know what that means or to have no, like some normal. scale yeah. or exactly because there's so many people that because they have HMB their entire lives or people in mm-hmm. their families also have it, they don't know that it's heavy. But because there's like no standard, yeah. they wanted to like figure out how to set a standard so that doctors when they could be given information that was like, that like was lined up that was like, ah, yes, you use OB tampons and a super okay. and that's like how mm-hmm. much they absorb. So in doing this research, they found out <laughs> that tampons had only been t- tested with saline before, which... <laughs> It's so insane. It's quite different than blood. I'm like truly almost anything is closer to blood than the stuff that I use store my contact lenses in. Claire, like turkey gravy feels yes. like a better like way yes. of doing this. Like, uh, like truly Pasta anything. sauce. Like truly anything. And so these researchers started testing with regular like expired, you know, blood from labs that was okay. like available to them. Okay. Right. And they're like, it's not the same as menstrual blood, but it sure as shit is closer. Yeah. You know, when asked like, why did it take so long for yeah. someone to do this? One of the researchers, Dr. Bethany Samuelson Bano said, I think with women's health, including menstrual health, health, we have been a little bit behind the eight ball. They didn't even require women to be included in NIH studies until 1993. I think that's telling of what we prioritize as a society. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. 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 It's just like for those who may be listening who don't menstruate, menstrual blood is more similar to bloody snot than anything. I mean, some of it's yeah. a little bit less yeah. viscous, like yeah, yeah, depending yeah, yeah, on where yeah, you yeah, are yeah. in your cycle, yeah. what your cycle but is like. Ha- but there's clots, there's tissue. It's not yeah. like it's not like when you cut your finger. Yeah. Yeah. And it's certainly not like I drops. water. Yeah. <laughs> Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, guys. My name is Sarah Nicole, and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays. Subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and and the birds with Fire on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. I have a really important update, please. A signature, a thing or two update, please. I'd like to talk about Sandra Boynton. I'd like to talk about some developments in the Sandra Boynton universe. I think it's more than you'd like to. I think we need to. We need to. Audrey Gelman wrote a piece for The Strategist about something that I was unaware of, and it is Boynton Blends, which is Winchell Mountain Roastery's Sandra Boynton collab. They are coffee. coffee. It is coffee beans in bags with illustrations and names and perhaps product descriptions unclear courtesy of Sandra Boynton. They're so beautiful. Like my eyes have never been so delighted as looking at all of these bags together. Tell me their names. Let me tell you their names. Eek Halloween French roast. (laughs) (laughs) Rules of golf Scottish roast, which for which the illustration is a Scottish terrier wearing a Scottish golfing costume with like the little palm hat and and holding a golf club. Okay. And it has to do with golf because she wanted to draw a Scottish (laughs) Scottish terrier playing golf. They're all... The e Halloween French roast is like a bunch of chickens with like boo, and they're not even wearing Halloween costumes. They're dressed up as chickens. Don't yeah. worry about it. Outstanding in the field, country blend. Obviously, the illustration is cows standing in a field. Yeah. Not a morning person breakfast blend. Being not a morning person or like a little bit, bit grumpy is a recurring theme in Sandra Boynton's oeuvre, so this just like <laughs> feels very on brand. My personal favorite, because it's my favorite of her books, Hippos Go Berserk House Blend. <laughs> I think those are all the ones I made note of. So how this came to be is that the son of the guy who started or sort of like restarted Winchell Mountain Roastery grew up as family friends with Sandra Boynton's kids. They had the idea of collaborating on a line of coffee. And obviously, Sandra Boynton was like, sure, why not? Because this is so her vibe. Correct. The product descriptions are obviously equally delightful. You pointed out this would be a very cute teacher's gift. I think it's 
perfect because it's like a preschool teacher who's like in- encountering these books so much. But this is like this is a more adult version. Well, yeah, I put them in the newsletter and described it as a more adult way to engage with Sandra Boynton, which you pointed out is very Sandra Boynton after dark. Yeah, <laughs> Sandra Boynton after dark. Sandra Boynton before sunrise, you know? Before, <laughs> I, the other thing I think would be so cute, you they're an obvious pairing. I would be surprised if they're not already packaging them this way, but you pair them with the book at, for new parents. Like, yes. new parents need coffee. The baby yes. needs the book. Yes. Right? It's a perfect new baby gift. A perfect new baby gift. Like a thoughtful, like not to spend yeah, no, like baby totally. gift. Yeah. It's so cute. I am obsessed with it. I do not know or care if the coffee is any good. Um, speaking of a TikTok you watched, a, a TikTok you had a private screening of. Tell, well, tell <laughs> and speaking of Sandra Boynton After Dark. Exactly. So there's this, I was going to call it famous. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a famous Sandra Boynton book called Muba La La La. Um, it is Sandra well, listen, Boynton's. I know it. It's famous. To me. <laughs> it's Sandra Boynton's signature form of absurdist art. I've read it a million times. Never has it occurred to me because I am not a genius to do what Anne Diven did on TikTok, which is she read it to her baby to the tune of Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. So, so a, a taste. So let me <laughs> muba la 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 muba la la la. <laughs> by Sandra Boynton. It is so fucking good. I don't even think this woman, Anne Diven, realizes how, the level what, of genius that it is. And like what how thick the vein of gold that she struck is. That is exactly thank you for for stating that so artfully. She does such a good job. She reads the entire book this way to her baby who's like a truly an infant and the infant sitting there in one of those things I don't know what they're called but where the it's like a round table and the baby sits in the middle of it oh yeah and, and they kind turn of around spin and they- yeah. <laughs> so she starts reading this to the baby and like a third of the way through the baby just turns around to the dad who's filming and is like what the fuck is she doing <laughs> and just refuses to turn back like fully turns his back to his mother while she does this insane thing. And then like breaks the fourth wall. And then at the very end just turns around to be like, you're still doing this. You're still doing this. It is incredible comedy. It is like when people talk about like the best art, short films, et cetera, of the moment are taking place on TikTok. I think this is what they mean. This is when I can take that sort of sentiment seriously. Seriously. No, it's true. This is incredible comedy. The Sandra Boynton piece that I wanted to surface mm-hmm. was someone mentioned somewhere in one of our channels, mm-hmm. and I'm so sorry that I'm not giving this person the credit that they're due. Yeah. As like an adult or like a young teen or like a teen or something, mm-hmm. they had Sandra Boynton wallpaper in their bedroom. <gasps> and I was like, wow, <sighs> duh, this feels like such a good thing. So there's yes. not currently a Sandra Boynton wallpaper in production, but eBay is full of vintage Sandra Boynton wallpaper. And wow, why like friends do this. So good. So good. Do you know what I've been searching on eBay? Huh? You know Cam briefly lost, please, please, his... His his lamb. Yeah. She, she, what, what was, what... Isn't a sheep, what's the difference yeah. between a sheep and a lamb? We don't need to get into it. <laughs> yeah. I understand the eBay addiction because I needed to replace this lamb, which was issued in like 1995 or something by Russ Berry, a defunct, but at the time, very popular stuffed animal maker. And I can't stop. So now I've bought four backup please pleases as if this Claire, <laughs> Claire, four is enough. I know. Well, maybe I'll turn to Sandra Boynton vintage wallpaper. Yeah, I think so. I think start I'm that gonna collection. I'm going to stop now, but it just felt like every, I'm going to hold you to it. I think every four is has the, known the sheer panic of the, the, the most important 
stuffy getting lost. And that is why, as I also put in the news in the newsletter, there are Facebook groups and websites and ser- professional services dedicated to finding totally. these things. I think buying a replacement made a ton of sense. I think buying two replacements made sense. I think it's three and four that I'm questioning. I'm going to correct you. I, I, it was three. It's okay. three. It's three okay. total. I am going to stop now. No, it was that I bought the one. It was such a good high. It was so satisfying. <laughs> I felt so glad. And then two more surfaced at the exact same time. And I was just like, I love the idea that I never have to worry about this again. Because smart parents who only let their babies grow emotionally attached to like, like jelly, jelly, cats. Be- jelly cats yeah. who can just reorder them constantly, like those people have live this carefree life where the baby's allowed to take it on every family vacation. It doesn't matter. You lose it. It's fine. I'll get another one in two days. Yeah. I didn't do that. This and wasn't your choice. This ba- this stuffed animal was given to him by a great grandparent. There's nothing who was do. a sheep farmer. So there's nothing you yeah, could do. There, know, you, this is important. not preventable. Anyway, I need to update the Facebook group that I posted in to tell them that I found it because it's really cute when you post and you're like, my kid lost this thing and it's very meaningful. 17 people get in the comments. They're like, I'm so sorry. How about this one? How about that one? Have you looked here? Have you used this search term? It's incredibly endearing, the lost stuffy community. Lost stuffies. Anyway, no, I'm going to turn to standard white and vintage wallpaper now. I think this um, is good. When do you think stuffies became a term? Because I never pegged myself as someone who would use the term. But my son uses it, so it's like I'm not going to speak a different language than him. No, totally. I I don't think it's on you. So someone came to my house recently, an adult with no children, um, my friend Lisa, and she used the term stuffies because I have stuffies uh-huh. in my home. Yeah, you do. And Thomas was like, wait, this as a culture, we're saying this now? <laughs> like, it's not just a children's word. She was like, oh my God, these stuffies. I love these stuffies. And I, and I also didn't peg her as a stuffies person, but mm. I loved to learn this about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just would like to know the I like- I never thought I would call it a stuffy. And then it but just- But when became, did that happen? I absolutely Like, when no did idea. stuffies become a term? When did we need that? Is there some other nickname for stuffed animals that we use, like plushies, furries? No, no, like that's no, no, those something are, else. Those are, yeah, no, no, fuzzies. I think, no, no, we called them stuffed animals. Yeah, I don't know. It 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 does. Maybe it was feeling discriminatory against the ones who weren't animals. Mm. Like, my, I have some monsters who probably would not self-identify yeah, as animals. As a stuffed animal. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that, I don't know. That's possibly I don't know. Right. I don't know. It just always felt like one of those things where I'm trying to think what other like childish terms I was like. We didn't use that for me growing up, and I'm not going to use it with my kid. It feels a little foreign to me, but I use it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. 
No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Something I wanted to tell you about. Tell me. I'm excited. I know nothing about this. Great. Chicken salad chick. (laughs) So I was alerted to the existence of this fast casual restaurant by my friend Paige. Mm -hmm. And she was like, do you know what this is? And I was like, absolutely not. And she lives, is this because of where she lives that she She lives in Illinois? And yes, basically it is a fast casual restaurant chain in the Southern US that is now like creeping up to the lower Midwest, I would say, on its journey to like take over the world. Do you know those soda restaurants? Yes. Do you think it's like that in terms of sort of where it is in its life cycle? Probably. Okay. I think, okay, I... I'm not going to get to what I think it actually mm-hmm. is yet. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that that's probably about mm-hmm. right. It is like a regional, it's a popular regional chain okay. that as someone who lives in the Northeast, like I just haven't been exposed okay. to it all. I approached this business as a skeptic. It is a restaurant that serves chicken salad. Okay. Well, as some as, as an individual who does not eat chicken, I can understand your skepticism. I just think I was like, chicken salad, huh? Like, I, I think my associations with chicken salad are, like, 90s baby showers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that was my, like, sort of vision of, like, where chicken okay. salad lives in the culture. I think my perceptions are wrong, and I will get into it. Okay. But basically, they serve 12 varieties of chicken salad. The names of the chicken salads were very confusing to me until I dug into a section of the website called Meet the Chicks. Um, Meet eat, the Chicks. Meet the Chicks. Cute. Good copywriting. Each salad is named for a friend of the founder, Stacey Brown. For example, there is Sassy Scotty, which is a zesty blend of ranch, bacon, and shredded cheddar cheese. And so the copy for this is, one day Scotty called to say, I've been your best friend since kindergarten and you never named a salad after me. Well, you're going to now and it's going to have all the things I love and you can call it Sassy Scotty. (laughs) Only a best friend could do that. My initial reaction was, if you are my true friend, you are not naming a chicken salad after me. Why? I would be thrilled. And I think like that is in general, yes. I I think by the end of my journey with Stacey and Chicken Salad Chick, I too would be thrilled. All Um, my guy friends in high school worked at a sandwich shop called Pickles and Chips and they all had sandwiches named after them. And still 20 years later, you can go there and order Kyle's Buffalo Banger. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I think that all of this is me not getting chicken salad and chicken salad culture. Okay. And I think that is like part of the issue. It is interesting to me that you think of chicken salad as like a 90s thing. I don't. I think of it as an easy, convenient, common food. That's interesting. I think it's both that you don't eat chicken and you don't really eat sandwiches. But like given given a sandwich menu, chicken salad is frequently on there as a sandwich option. Totally. So uh, the rest of the menu. Okay. okay. So basically, another thing to know is that when men would come into this restaurant, a lot like largely men, they didn't want to say the names of the chicken salads out loud. Which <laughs> this kind is of, like when you go to Cafe Gratitude. Claire, and the it's, it's the only thing I could think of where you like look at the menu and you're like, I am loved. <laughs> like I am be- bountiful because that is what you have to say to place an order for a salad or a wrap yeah. or like whatever or yes. like a stir fry at yeah. Cafe Gratitude in, in Los Angeles. People love chicken salad chick. 
What are the other ones? Is it like a curry chicken salad? Is yes. It- there's like one with grapes in it. There's one okay. with nuts in it. It's like a Waldorf. Okay. Like, yeah, exactly. The other things on the menu in general, there's like a pimento cheese and more section of the Ooh. menu. I know. I was like, get me there. That, yeah. that you have, you have me pimento cheese. That section features egg salad. I was wondering. How I would love to interview egg salad to know how they feel about putting in the pimento cheese and more category because I feel like egg salad is really like, oh, uh, to me, egg salad and pimento cheese are totally used to being grouped together. You think so? I think they've sat next to each other in homeroom <laughs> all through elementary, junior, and high school. There is a broccoli salad, a grape salad, a turkey club. Like this, mm-hmm. I think this is also kind of paints the picture for me. Like, in my mind, I'm like, it's 90s baby shower. It's like giving country club. It's no, like- it totally is. It totally is. I will say, I everything you, I didn't know anything that you told me about this restaurant, but I did go to the homepage of this website. The one thing that I noted, it seems like they serve many of these sandwiches on croissants. You can get it on a croissant. You can also get it just like a classic scoop on like the piece of lettuce. You know what okay, I'm talking okay. about? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just a scoop. Are there other bread options? Um, now there's a hot one. They just okay. introduced a hot one. But croissant is sort of the go-to bread when you're getting it in sandwich format. Yeah, yeah. Which I, that is a little 90s to me. I also love it. Yeah. Bien Cui here in New York yeah. does a, a croissant sandwich. sandwich that it is smart because the issue with a pre-made sandwich or with any sandwich is the bread getting soggy and the croissant's already just soft and a little soggy. So it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. it works. Yeah, totally. If you went to the homepage, you might have noticed the logo, which mm-hmm. to me felt a little bit like 90s Olive and Betts. Mm. Um, it's like this very specific style of illustration. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. It. So then I do a deeper dive to try to get a better understanding of I'm like, what is this thing that is yeah. apparently kind of huge that I yeah. just have like never encountered? It's based in Auburn, Alabama. It has 225 locations in 17 states. In 2016, Chicken Salad Chick... Is it a franchise business? It's a franchise business. Chicken Salad Chick was ranked 37 in the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies in the U.S. Wow. Thank you for telling me about this. Number 37. Props to How I Built This and Guy Raz Uh, because they did a 2018 episode on this. And it is one of the rare press pieces. There's Mm -hmm. very little press. In that same way- They're too busy building, growing. A little bit. And in that same way that you're like, ah, yes, this is a female-founded business that is not flashy. And it's not coastal. Exactly. It's gibbets. It's car lashes. Mm -hmm. It is that journey. And this is where I started to like turn off the skepticism because I was like, right, I see what we're going here. I am surprised it didn't surface. It hasn't surfaced in the cinematic universe of Bama Rush. Right. It feels like that's where we would have learned about it. Yes, you are correct. God, yes, you are correct. Okay. So one of the things that Guy did at the top of the episode that was really really helpful to me is he contextualized chicken salad. Ooh. And he basically explains that chicken salad in the South is like lobster roll in Maine, Uh. where like it is a regional specialty and everyone has really strong opinions and preferences. And like, there's a lot of like, there's a sense of like what it should be, but then people it's like, you know, with, with lobster roll, you're like, does it have Butter, celery mayo, or milk? Yeah. Exactly. And that's why there are like 12 yeah. varieties yeah, of this yeah, chicken yeah. salad. So Stacey Brown started the company when she was unemployed, divorced, and had three children. And like one of them was two. So this is like a tiny baby. I love this. Also, do you think she knows Stacy from Stacy's Pita Chips? Excellent question. I want to know if she knows Allie Webb from Dry Bar because it mm, feels like a little bit like, yeah. there's a little bit of like the, the way that she started this business okay. that feels a little Dry yeah. Bar to me. Her idea was to make chicken salad and sell it door to door. Okay. She was a con- large consumer of chicken salad. She'd always order chicken salad, but she wasn't really a maker of chicken salad. She started making it, started like giving it to people to taste test. When she landed on a recipe, she started going door to door, door to door. This is Ali Webb like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. To sell her chicken salad. To like. To, to, this is also Spanx like. 
Totally. She was like, I'm going to like work from home and support my kids. Yeah. Um, and she's basically like, I need to make like 500 bucks a month to like make this work. Mm-hmm. She was like, and, and there's a quote. There were probably people telling me I was crazy in a soft Southern way. <laughs> so she came up with a name because she wanted a car magnet to put on the side of her car when uh-huh. she was driving around town so that people knew like what her deal was. Yeah. And she's like, it had to have chicken salad in it because it mm-hmm. had to be like just very blatant, like yeah. what I'm selling. Yeah. And I'm the chicken salad chick. Like that is me. <laughs> I'm the woman yeah. who's like running around town yeah. selling chicken salad. Some- but did she explain as someone who didn't make chicken salad how she landed on a good chicken salad recipe? Trial and error. Okay. A ton of trial and okay. error. Um, she started when she was like, this is picking up. Okay, things are happening. She was like, the people I need to get in with mm-hmm. are teachers and hairstylists. Those are the people that have everyone's ear. So she started making chicken salad and bringing it to teachers' lounges, like for free, which is like put it out. And then the teachers would spread the word. She, this is, a this is, let this be a lesson, a marketing lesson for anybody, truly. <laughs> Anybody. Teachers and hairstylists. Teachers and hairstylists especially. Right? Yeah. So then someone anonymously tips off the health department that she's making this in her kitchen and she gets shut down. No. And she's like, what the fuck do I do? What did she do to piss somebody off? Exactly. So people started calling to be like, I know Allison. Can I get? And she's like, no, we are not doing, (laughs) we are not doing black market like chicken salad. Uh We are not doing this. Uh So she consults this like family friend who has some amount of like business savvy and experience Mm -hmm. who she's like always talked about business with this guy, Kevin Brown. And he's like, I'm going to help you. And we're going to like work on this and we're going to like open a restaurant. So they open their first restaurant. There's like a long and like hard journey. And I'm sorry that there are sad parts of this journey. Who died? So she marries this man. If you tell me that a child died. No. Okay. So she marries this man, Kevin. They become oh, business partners. Oh and my God, a romance. He died. He died. It's very it's really sad. When he gets diagnosed with colon cancer, oh they're God, like, I no. know, I 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 know. He sets up the, the Chicken Salad Chick Foundation. Oh. He's like, I'm going to like raise money for cancer. The first event that they do uh-huh. that he did not get to go to, I'm sad to say, okay. and I'm just trying to set this up for you. Yeah. It was a concert for 50,000 people at the Auburn Stadium played by Kenny Chesney (gasps) and Miranda Lambert like that raised a shit ton of money for the Chicken Salad Chick Foundation that's partnered with the American Cancer Society. Like there's a lot going on here. This business now, okay, $300 million in sales in 2022, 35 openings slated for this year and they're gonna have 500 locations by 2025, God willing. It's like a smart business in so many ways. One, it's like mostly scoops of things. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. She also was like, this is a lunch business. Like yeah. I can be with my kids in the same way that Moco Nuts, Moco Nuts yeah. in Paris, like trendy Paris yeah. restaurant, same vibe yeah. of like, yeah. if your focus is lunch and you're not serving dinner, yeah. you're just like less trapped yeah. by like that whole thing. To me, the thing it feels like the next is like the next Raising Cane's. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's a it's a single yeah. skew kind of yeah. like yeah. chicken business. Yeah. Has like, private equity are warmed their way into this? Yeah, private okay. equity has warmed their way. Okay. And the bit I loved where I was like, right, chicken salad, huh? I yeah. don't quite get it. She was like, I've always it always tickled me when I would hear investor types say, Really? Just chicken salad? You think that's gonna work? A whole restaurant off just chicken salad? And I was like, Really? Pizza? You think a restaurant <laughs> would work off just pizza or burgers? You think that would work? What's the difference? She's absolutely right. I love Stacy. I, I love this. Has I, she found a new love? How's she doing? Um, well, how long ago did the husband die? A bit. A bit. It's okay. I'm not like, there's no rush. I'm just, no, she should take her time. She's okay. got a lot going on. 
we we want to hear people's experience with chicken salad chick. We want oh, any yeah. updates on like what people know about Stacey yeah. and her love life. We'll take any of it. And I think the next chapter of this might be that we need to do a deep dive into the soda restaurant. So if people have thoughts on that, <laughs> if you want to tip us off. I love soda I, restaurants. Thank you. This was such a gift. Yeah. I feel like there are all of these like yeah. kind of insanely big women-led businesses yeah. that get zero attention. I, yeah. I like chicken salad. I am I might have to make a pilgrimage. You might have to. You might it might come to you. It like might. sooner. It's sooner than you think. You and I both separately landed on this wonderful article from the Wall Street Journal. The hottest shop in America is your local gas station by style writer Jacob Gallagher. I could not believe how much I got out of this article considering that like it didn't make me want to buy anything in the Mm -hmm. article. Mm -hmm. Like the vibes of the things were being purchased in the article felt a bit like Von Dutch to me, Mm. like a bedazzled camouflage hat that says like, out hunting yes. or like something. Yeah. The vibe was not right. Yeah. But the like message. Sentiment. The sentiment. Exactly. And there was so there were a couple of quotes that that were like so good to me. I get so many compliments on the things I buy from literal gas stations, said Francis, 27, who works in digital marketing. I can guarantee that no one in my circle is going to have this hat I bought from this gas station off I-94 in Wisconsin. <laughs> And then Jacob Gallagher goes on to explain basically like why that appeals, Mm -hmm. like what the issue is that this is solving for. Shopping has in many ways become an uninspiring activity. We see something on Instagram or on your favorite actor or friend, Google it and buy it. It can all feel very pre-programmed and predictable. 1,000%. 1,000%. It reminds me of like this season of succession when everybody was just like during the episode surfacing like right. surfacing yeah, links yeah. to like yeah. what the clothes were yeah. or whatever in a way that was just depressing to me. Alison Bornstein, the the TikTok stylist, Instagram stylist, who's like now who's like going so mainstream and just has a book yeah, out. Has a book yeah. out. She had posted something on I think TikTok where she gets all these people who ask her why she doesn't post links to the pieces that she is wearing. Yeah. When she but she will tag the pieces she's wearing. And she's like, it's very intentional because if I just post a link, you will see the thing, like it, and immediately go through and buy it. Yeah. She's like, I want you to have to search for it a little bit so you can think about, do you really want it? Like, see the other pieces, see the other colors that they uh-huh. offered in, or just like- She wants to create like, friction. Take a beat and really think about, do you need this thing? Which, when it's too easy, you don't, which I think is is right. And I like I, I liked that from her. Um, she's smart. She approaches she things is. in a smart way. I just so happen to be on a road trip when this article came out and specifically a road trip in California on a very road tripped stretch of highway, like mostly highway one, where the gas stations more so than other gas stations I have had experience with really lean into being shopping destinations. destinations. There was one that we went to that had a sign outside that was like a hazard sign. It was like hazard shopping inside. <laughs> it was like, you were a shell station. <laughs> like, what? But Careful, they Claire. were right. Careful, they had dedicated Claire, yeah. a huge amount of real estate to souvenirs. And the, the thing that it did for me instantly was, despite how garish some of the items were or just not my style even, yeah. I was like, I will never be able to find this again. And it really made me want to buy it. It was like, I cannot find this online because that's such a big thing, especially when travel shopping for me is, could I find this online? Because it feels... To, it, of course, I love online shopping. There's nothing wrong with being able to find something online. But it kills the joy of travel shopping to know that you could have purchased this from home. 
Of course. Like, what is the fun of buying something in a cute boutique in, like, Venice if you know that you could just, like, Google it? Exactly. And so there was that element to it. The other thing that was really exciting and thrilling for me was buying stuff with any of the three of our names on it. Right, 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 right. So many little mini California license plates or keychains or whatever that said Chris or Cameron or Claire. And then sometimes I could find all three of us. And I was like, how can I not get this? incredibly ridiculous fridge magnet in all three of our names. No, but also imagine the world where you didn't buy it there and you bought it online on the internet later. Like that is (laughs) also like the most depressing thing to order a California license plate magnet (laughs) off the internet once you get home to Brooklyn, you know? Also true. Talk about sucking the joy. Well, and like the Christmas ornaments of it all. I couldn't stop. I do like buying Christmas ornaments on vacation. There's, It's fun because it's not fun to to buy Christmas ornaments without any sentimental attachment. I just it was the most I hadn't taken a proper road trip in a while where truly the point of it was being a road trip. You know, I'd like obviously yeah. taken long drives, but there was something about it being a road trip and all this gas station stuff. I mean, Highway 1 gas stations really lean into the souvenir of it all. I mean, Highway I like, 1 is our best highway. Like, it, it should. Like, it's, you know. I loved it and I cherish all of those items and I love the. I mean, a tacky fridge magnet. It's like great, you know. I found it delightful and I and I really appreciated this article validating and also expanding, helping me understand the beauty of it all. I do think magnets are just incredible souvenirs that need to be appreciated more. As you know, now all of the school picture companies offer magnet like acrylic acrylic cutout magnets of your child, which I'm sorry, what's more delightful? It's perfect. It's so perfect. I was looking. I have very few magnets on my door because my door is metal yeah. and a cutout of Cam mm-hmm. from last year's school picture day, hip popped whole thing is on my <laughs> front door. And then I have all of my like garish magnets on my, what's it called? Circuit Utility breaker. Box. My circuit breaker box. Yeah. And I was looking at them the other day and just delighting in them. And my absolute favorite is from my friend Jesse. And it says, someone at the Pentagon loves me. <laughs> so that is exactly, that, Yes. That is so good. With those, like, you know, those cheesy, like, hearts together, <laughs> like, so in the right, in exactly the script the you're picturing. Do you think the person who came up with that knew how good it was? Yes. Okay. They, the design of it exactly spoke to them getting it. I feel like Olivia Pope should have had that. <laughs> on her fridge. It's so good. Uh, or, like, I don't know, Julian Assange. Like, yeah. The- <laughs> it's so good. They should set... They should send it to people they're keeping an eye on just to fuck with them like as a troll. <laughs> like I an influencer it. box? <laughs> Maybe we should send it to Julian Assange, <laughs> like a t-shirt or something. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, um, oh, somebody gave us a really good shopping term recently. Yes. Okay. So we've talked about on a previous episode the idea of like keeping a list of things you maybe mm-hmm. want to buy. Mm-hmm. And just like having that list and that that sometimes scratches the itch or just like lets you think about things, yeah. but sometimes just having the list is enough. Yeah. And this person gave us the term zombie shopping. So good. Where it's just like this. Like, yeah, it's just you're not really shopping. You're yeah. just like putting it on the like to, to want list. Yes. Um, I love it. Good spooky season. Good spooky season <laughs> ad. Good spooky season ad. <sighs> That's the show. 
This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.